Hey, I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and lifestyle fulfillment coach, which means I've dedicated my entire life to helping anyone who feels like they're not making the most of their potential to level up and live the extraordinary life of their dreams. You deserve to be the king or queen of your own kingdom, and I'll be alongside to help you be the best version that you can be. I'm psyched that you're here, so let's get to it. Yo, it's Johnny King. Thank you for tuning in once again to another amazingly ridiculous and uh, exciting podcast episode that I have no idea where it's going to (laughs) go. But thank you so much for, for being with me. And I've been on a, uh, a relationship kick here, and I wanted to share with you one of the cooler things that I have discovered over the years um, that has made such a profound impact uh, in my intimate relationships. Um, but this is going to be an episode that's a little bit more vulnerable, more real, and I'm just going to say it like it is, because I kind of don't give a shit otherwise. Um, and... You know, my mom would probably cringe if she were still alive listening to this, but <laughs> it is what it is. We're human beings, uh, or I should say maybe spiritual beings, living a human experience. And uh, I, I believe that when it comes to actual physical intimacy, sex, penetration, all those things, there's not much more that... Uh, in life that we can experience that takes us closer to a spiritual uh, way of connecting with another person's spiritual embodiment than through sex, through lovemaking. So I'm getting into it. <laughs> Here we go. So uh, backtrack, I have, uh, I'm not going to get into too much of the backstory other than <clears throat> I have carried along with me as have a lot of men, probably a lot of women as well, but uh, just a lot of sexual shame as I was growing up. Like again, no no one really taught me about, uh, going through puberty, no one taught me about like porn or, uh, or masturbation or like all I really felt essentially being a good Christian boy was, uh, was that all of it, all of it was wrong. All of it was bad, and I felt like uh, even though I had desires towards some of those things, that uh, that just felt this deep sense of shame that I carried with me long into my early to mid-30s, I think, is when I finally kind of really started to, to make some massive healing, and thanks to a, a big part of what I'm going to talk about today. And so one of the programs I bought into was uh, a guy named Alex Allman. Um, he's got a book online that I bought called revolutionary sex. Um, and because I am a, I mean, it makes so much more sense, but you know, I hadn't put all the pieces together when I was younger, but I am, if, if you've ever taken the Enneagram, I'm a seven, I'm a a life enthusiast. I just love (laughs) ringing out as much happiness and joy and eroticism and adventure and variety in life as I can. Okay. There are certain areas, there are certainly areas that I'm not that way. Like I will enjoy food as long as it's still really healthy and it can be an amazing experience at, you know, a a Michelin five-star restaurant, that sort of thing. Like I love that. It can be literally art to me. However, 
I find that I'm a lot more boring when it comes to food and things like that as I am in the rest of my life, right? Food is my fuel to enjoy the rest of life. And because I am a life enthusiast, I struggle at times with, uh, I don't struggle. I just have, let's just say I have a desire for a lot of variety. And that's where when I was 30 years old and a lot of my world had come kind of crumbling down around me, I said, you know what? This life was so kind of boring anyways. No wonder I was looking to my work and becoming a workaholic just for like my sense of adventure and kicks. I needed to find work that really made me passionate and excited to get out of bed every single day and thus would connect with me as a passionate, adventurous, exciting, masculine man. Because I was looking to my relationship to fill that and that was putting way too much burden upon the the ship of relationship. And so I, I went searching. I just started just diving into everything relationship because that was my biggest pain of my life at that point, which was going through my divorce. And so that was, uh, that was kind of the, the catalyst, but it goes way back before that. That has everything to do with how I was raised and didn't, had very little to do with uh, the ex-wife than I think people might think. But Ultimately, that, that desire for variety and passion and excitement is one of those things that I fear losing in a relationship. So I figure <laughs> I have to keep educating myself. This is going to be something that I'm going to be constantly uh, growing in and, and experiencing new things and, and just desiring to continually evolve so that I kind of say that out front when I'm dating t- different people. I'm like, hey, just to let you know, like, I am always going to be pushing the envelope in all areas of my life in a good way because I'm not just I'm just not willing to settle for mediocrity. So if you found yourself in a, in a, whether you're in a relationship right now or you're not, and you but you've been in relationships where you've experienced like again depolarization, like stagnation, lack of physical connection and chemistry like you may still be having sex with your partner but it seems more like just a a, a to-do that you're checking off or maybe you're taking one for the team because you know your partner really wants it but you're not really into it Um, but there's probably no greater pain to feel than when you're in you know an intimate relationship with someone when you're in bed or whatever and you're just feeling that deep sense of disconnect and emptiness and I've got friends who've told me so many different things you know whether they've been married for 10 years or whatnot and there's very little to no sex at this point and they're you know in their mid-30s like this is way too soon to be at this level you know and this these things happen because we're triggered from from our past pains or our stories and there's just ultimately things need to be healed but for me, the, the cool thing was like when I, f- right around, you know, again, when my life was imploding, someone turned me on to the five love languages, okay? If you haven't done the five love languages test, go to their website, fivelovelanguages.com, take the cat test, read the book. I've read it probably a dozen times. It's fascinating um, and it just makes so much sense. And ultimately, there's five love languages, right? There's physical, I, well, I'm sorry, there's uh, there's acts of service, there's gifts, there's physical touch, there's quality time, and there's words of affirmation, okay? 
Of those five love languages, we typically have two love languages that are a lot more dominant than the other three, right? So for me, I'm physical touch and I am quality time. Now, something that you learn in the book is that there's different dialects as you would in any type of language. And so let's just say you and your partner both have a high need for physical touch and yet you have different dialects. Like for me, which is kind of probably not as uh, normal for men, like a lot of times the different dialects are like cuddling versus just sex, right? And so you might have a partner who starts to shut down or, you know, uh, restrict any type of physical intimacy with their partner because their dialect is more like the sensual, like building up of connection, chemistry, and excitement where his dialect for physical touch is just literally about like, let's, let's just get this done. Like, I want you now, I'm going to take you and this is going to be an amazing experience, but he's leading and she doesn't feel like she's being seen or cared for. Right. And so that's where sometimes partners start to, to completely shut off and feel completely misunderstood, unseen, and becomes uh, a way that relationships start to really tear down and, and break down. And, and I'm going to talk about in another episode, maybe the five relationship stressors that are really, really important to see where, where your relationship might be breaking down. But before we even get to that, kind of keeping with this whole idea about sex in the bedroom, <clears throat> because this is such an amazing experience to have with an intimate partner, um, but there's not a whole lot of education, right? Like I said, I didn't get any of that education ever. I just had to seek it out myself. And, and yet I also say that, that that's probably, it's probably one of the areas that I still have the most <laughs> to grow in. Uh, let's be honest. And so I say the love, the five love languages because I ultimately bought this program from Alex Allman. And one of the, the bonuses that came with this online program was this interview that he had with a woman named Miss Jaya. And you spell Jaya, J-A-I-Y-A. You can go check her out at missjaya.com. And it blew my mind. And what she talked about was that we each have an erotic blueprint, okay? Now, it's kind of like the five love languages, but let's just say it's literally, it's just like the five love languages, but within the bedroom. And so I've taken the test myself, but you can go to Miss Jaya and you can do a very quick and simple five to 10 minute test that's gonna tell you of those five uh, relatively like, I don't know what you'd call it. Yeah, erotic blueprints, which one you primarily go to first and foremost. And it's interesting because if I can, I'm, I'm seriously just coming up with them off the top of my head. It's, um, they are sensual, sexual, energetic, kinky, um, and shapeshifter, I believe. So to give you a quick little synopsis of each, um, sexual is like where, man, it's just, it's, it's like a wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. It's just like, <laughs> let's get this thing done. It doesn't matter where we're at. It's just like that hunger and desire for each other. It's just like, it's just very, there's a lot of hair grabbing and, and pulling and scratching and that sort of thing, right? <clears throat> sensual is a lot more kind of like um, a little bit softer. Sens it's, it's sensual. It's, it's sexy. It's 
it, it's there's a longer build up. It's more romantic. Um, it's kind of what Miss Jaya will talk about in terms of like the, the notebook type of love, where they haven't seen each other or they haven't had sex with each other or been with each other for a decade or two decades, right? And then they finally they're in the rain and they're passionately kissing, right? Energetic is going to be more like if let's say a lover were just to be holding their lips just just like a centimeter away from from yours and you can feel their breath on you and then you can feel the 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 heat of their body right and it's just more of like the the anticipation is what really gets you turned on the excitement of it um and then what kinky kinky is is probably pretty self-explanatory it's where you know it's more about like the taboo, the naughtiness, right? Things that we we may not actually want to admit to <laughs> our friends or family or anything else that we are into, which would be handcuffs or uh, being, you know, slapped or whipped or restrained in some way, right? And then shape-shifting is where if you're predominantly a shape-shifter, you can, you can start into each, in any of those depending on your mood, and a lot of times people will be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's me because it depends on my mood. But, and that was kind of my thought too. But honestly, ultimately, when you, when you get into her work, she talks about this actual blueprint where we actually stack these. For instance, you may be listening to this and whether you're a guy or a gal, you, know, you may ultimately like getting to kinky, right? But you, you don't go there initially. Like you need to be warmed up and you need to make sure that you have a safe environment safe partner, you know, all that type of thing, right? Um, you may really enjoy more of the sexual, more of just like the animalistic approach, right? But you might start more sensual uh, and you want to make sure that there's candles lit and fragrances and the right music and the right environment, right? So she talks about that you have certain superpowers for, for whichever one that, that you are, right? And for me, like being a sensual, my superpower really is more of the romantic side. Like I want to make sure that I've got the right music and the right lighting and the right environment, you know, and that sort of thing where <clears throat> all the other ones have different superpowers. So it's really cool to go and take that quiz because why I bring this up is because so many partners could be missing each other, uh, meaning like you're in bed together, but you're completely not aware of each other's sexual blueprint all you know is like okay you've you've uh what's the word i'm thinking of like you've clearly given me consent <laughs> that you're turned on you're you want to you know get at it i'm turned on i want to get at it you get into the bedroom but then there's a disconnect depending on uh, our sexual blueprint and maybe he always takes the lead or she always takes the lead and we're and we're afraid or ashamed to actually speak our needs right or things go numb because there's too much you know sensitivity there and then we start getting in our head and maybe there's performance anxiety there's all these things that happen that create a division and a breakdown oftentimes of of sexual experiences and not to mention there's so many people that have unfortunately been sexually abused or have some type of molestation or something from their past that also pops up in there and is triggered by certain things. And that can create a, a massive wedge and divide, you know, between two, two loving partners. So I, I say all that is to say, I highly recommend you go and check out her website. I'm, she, she doesn't, I mean, I've met her several times. She was at, like I said, one time at a, a seminar I did, 
um, for a week in Maui, uh, which was amazing. And she and I chatted and took a little photograph, which was fun. I'll probably use that for this uh, podcast episode. But then uh, she was also she also spoke at a mastermind that I was a member of uh, about a year and a half ago. Um, and we chatted even more so. And I thanked her so much for a bunch of things that she helped me break through, which were some of my greatest insecurities and things that I had shame about that she helped me break through when she and I had a conversation when we were both in Hawaii. And so she is an amazing human being. So, so wonderful. And so, uh, just educated on this topic that, and the way that she kind of presents it, it's not in a, like a, like a dirty or a naughty way. Like just go to her website. It's really, really cool. And it's an amazing place to learn a ton of stuff on how to kind of take your sex life to the next level. Um, and I think that's what this is all about. This podcast is really just about how do we become our best versions of ourselves and, uh, and not settle for mediocre results in any aspect of our lives. So hope you enjoyed the, the, the conversation. I will definitely keep you posted on, uh, on further episodes as it relates to sex and intimacy and relationships and connection and polarity or depolarization, all those things that I love to talk about. And if you have any thoughts or feedback, as always, feel free to hit me up and have an amazing rest of your day. Oh, let me say, before I say that, again, missjaya.com. That's spelled M-I-S-S-J-A-I-Y-A.com. And I'm promoting her free of charge. She doesn't even know I'm talking about this, and hopefully this is okay. Uh, but I'm not getting compensated for this whatsoever. So just go check out her stuff. It's amazing. She's... Uh, She's an incredible human being. So take care. And I want to thank you so much for listening to The Johnny King Show. And hey, if you got something positive from this episode, please subscribe to the show, share it on your favorite social platform, and then tag me in it so I can say hi. It would also mean the world to me if you wrote a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. Do you feel like there's something I could be doing better? Awesome. I totally thrive on constructive feedback, and it's always welcome. So if you've got questions or concerns, you can always reach me via email at podcast at johnnyking.com. And then please follow me on Instagram at johnnyking, facebook.com backslash johnnykingmenscoach on my YouTube channel and LinkedIn. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been amazing, and we'll catch up with you next time. Take care.